Welcome to College App 101. I'm your host, Dr. Riley. Succeeding in high school is challenging, and applying to college is overwhelming. I hope my comments here ease the tension you may feel. It'll benefit you to think like a college admissions counselor. She's the lady who will read your application to Grove City College or Yeshiva University. He's the guy who will handle your application to Cal State Long Beach or Florida. I've worked with many such professionals. They're great people and committed to helping you apply to their school. The city of Jerusalem is famous for its golden hue. The source of this breathtaking color, especially during sunset, is the stone that every building is either constructed or covered. According to city ordinance, every builder must use the same type of stone in construction. In the late 1990s, I found myself sitting in one of these architecturally stunning buildings on the Mount Scopus campus of Hebrew University. I'm taking a Hebrew language placement test. My examiner is an Israeli called Dahlia. She has dark flowing hair, glasses, defined chin, olive-skinned, regal in appearance, professional. The entire exam is conducted in Hebrew, and to be perfectly candid, things are going rather poorly. To say I'm falling flat on my face would be an overstatement, but it's not going well. This test occurs close to dinner time on a Wednesday, and just a couple of days earlier, two fellow Ohio State students and I had boarded a plane in Columbus, bound for Detroit, then to Amsterdam, then Jerusalem. We had landed landed in Israel in the wee hours of that Wednesday morning with hardly a plan for what we would do upon arrival or how we would actually get from Tel Aviv, where the airport is, to Jerusalem, where Hebrew University is. Looking back, I can't believe I actually traveled that way. Extending my foot, not knowing where it'll land, in a step of faith is and has always been difficult for me. But that's precisely what my friends and I had done. Fast forward several hours to my exam. As I said, I'm performing poorly and I know it. And I'm a little grouchy from inadequate sleep in light of the jet lag. I'm hungry. And as I sense the wheels falling off the cart, I get a little bit emotional. This all unfolds despite Dahlia's comforting presence and clear command of the situation. College-bound students, your schooling is characterized by tests. Written tests, oral exams, take-home, open-note, closed-note, standardized, and on and on and on. Maybe you use a pencil and paper, maybe a computer. My comments today are focused on the in-class, closed-note, paper, pencil test. How do you enhance your performance on that profile test? For starters, you need to plan. Stephen Covey's Habit 2 in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is Begin with the End in Mind, which deals with goal setting. By this, I mean it's Monday morning, and you learn there's a physics test on Friday. When you begin with the end in mind, you identify your goal early and establish a step-by-step plan to achieve that goal. Your goal with the physics test is an admirable performance on Friday, so you begin to budget time every day leading up to the test. 20 minutes on Monday evening, another 20 on Tuesday, 20 on Wednesday. By Thursday evening, you either know the material or you don't, so you spend 10 to 15 minutes Thursday as a refresher. 
By the way, when you're doing homework at home each night, resist the allure of non-academic activities until you've completed your schoolwork. Put your phone in another room. Separate yourself from your computer. Do whatever you have to do to focus on winning academically. Secondly, I encourage you to rely on your friends. Study in a group. It's very likely you missed or misunderstood class content that your fellow students grasp. And you know content that they don't. So compare notes, review study guides together, and develop a reputation among your friends for working hard. That way they'll want to study with you. The last thing you need is to be viewed as a freeloader. Next, make sure your teacher sees you engaging with the subject matter in the classroom. You don't have to be perfect, but your teachers need to sense you care. They will when you're in class on time. Attentive with homework complete. When you actually sit for the test itself, keep these things in mind. Skip questions you're unsure about and prioritize questions you know. Once everything you know is answered, return to the questions you're insecure about. For each of them, make an educated guess and never, ever, ever leave a trace of uncertainty on the test itself or in the margin. At this point in my career, I've graded thousands of tests and handwritten question marks in the margin draw my attention to that question as one the student doesn't know. And I get it. You don't know. But nine times out of ten, it hurts you and your grade when your teacher senses that. You always do your level best with that educated guess. Thoroughly erase every word, symbol, or jot that you wrote on the test as a reminder to return to that question. In general, you should refrain from drawing attention to your weaknesses in testing situations. Always put your best foot forward. Your teacher is fully capable of identifying your weaknesses without your help. But academic preparation for tests is just the start because there's non-academic preparation. The big three are rest, nourishment, and exercise. How are you doing in rest, nourishment, and exercise? I found that when I'm rested, eating a balanced diet and exercising consistently, everything else comes easier. The same is true for you in your test preparation. Lastly, what's your mental state? Is your intake from streaming, social media, music, TV, movies putting you in a good place mentally? If you're filling your head with distracting content, then you're engaging in academically self-defeating behavior. Eventually, in my Hebrew placement test with Dahlia, two things became obvious. One, we were nearing the end of the test. And two, on the spectrum of unimpressed to impressed, she was on the unimpressed end. As I said, our entire exchange had been in Hebrew, so in a final attempt to show that I had somewhat of a clue, I involuntarily but aggressively leaned towards her and insisted passionately that I speak Hebrew. She didn't miss a beat. Dahlia smiled, tilted her head, lifted her hand, extended her thumb and index finger about an inch apart, and said coolly, a little. The story is an illustration that sometimes, despite our best efforts, we come up short in a test. And it's okay, students. It's okay. With decades of perspective on those moments with Dahlia, I can tell you that everything sort of worked itself out, despite my less-than-stellar performance. Students, just keep working hard. Keep moving ahead one foot 
in front of the other. If you've enjoyed this and other College App 101 podcasts, please share them through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or my website. Until next time, I'm Dr. Riley, your pre-college advisor and independent educational consultant. For more information about succeeding in high school and college apps, visit my website, collegeapp101.com. That's college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E, app, A-P-P, 101.com.